Come on, come on, come on. I didn't turn around on purpose while we were in worship. Wow, 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 wow. This is a long way from a small room at YSU. This is a long way. Woo! Ooh, I can't cry yet. Just sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Listen, y'all, I, I, I am just, uh, I'm a little speechless today, but I'm going to find the words. Um, can we please give a hand to one of the most amazing lead pastors that I've been able to, to just sit under? Pastor Dave Allman and Pastor Liz Allman. Y'all so cute. Y'all so cute. Yes, my mom is here. <laughs> my mama here, my daddy here, my niece here. Hi. What's happening? My, my, one of my besties, uh, Pastor Lori. Can y'all give Pastor Lori a hand? That's the homie. And um, where my wife? Yes. Y'all, my wife is fine. Hey. <laughs> you something else. You got a boyfriend? You got a husband. That's me. Yes, you take it. And then y'all, can y'all give a hand? I'm real excited. My in-laws are here. My other family is here. Come on. Dale and Jeanette. Janet. Janet Jackson. No, I'm joking. So listen, y'all. Uh, I'm so excited to, to, to be here tonight and just, you know, have fun and, you know, give you the vision of where we're going. Because how many know this is cool, but like God has so much more in store uh, for what he wants to do with YA. But before I get to that, because I see some of y'all looking at me, y'all like, what about that giveaway though, Pastor Lincoln? What about that giveaway? Okay. Giveaway number one. Where's Morgan Santangelo at? Come on, come on. Happy birthday. <laughs> I'm gonna tell all y'all happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Okay, we got one, we got one. Uh, next one, where is Miss Heaven? Heaven, come on, Heaven. <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. You silly, you say, I'm glad I didn't buy it yet. The Lord bless me. Okay, is Laney here? Laney, 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 Laney out here, come get it, Paige. Laney, if you're watching online, we got you a book, okay? <laughs> you ain't gotta go to the store, it's right here. Crazy faith, crazy faith, crazy faith. Thank you, Miss Paige. <laughs> and last but not least, last but not least, is Cassandra here? Is Cass Cope here? Come on, come on. <clears throat> Listen, give them a hand like you want it. Give them a hand like you want it. <clears throat> Okay, now I'm excited, so y'all work with me. I know we got cake to eat and all that stuff, so I'm gonna try not to preach, preach, but I'm a, I am gonna preach. Is that okay? <laughs> I am gonna preach. All right, let's, um, let's just bring our minds in real quick. Lord, you, you're so awesome and you're so amazing. We thank you for this opportunity to hear where we're going. We celebrate where we are, but we are so excited for where we're going. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting with the 6th verse. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting with the 6th verse. 
When you get it, say, I got it. If you don't got it, say, I don't have it, Pastor. Ooh, y'all shame. <laughs> y'all know y'all don't got it. No, that's good. That's good. Okay. The Word of God says this. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. And the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Spirit of the living God in this moment, why won't you just fall fresh? Let us just come into a place. God, we may be hurting in some places. We may be worried about some things. But God, we ask that your Holy Spirit come in this place and not only be a comforter, but be a healer, be a speaker of truth. And God, we'll be... So thankful to give your name the honor, glory, and all the praise. And all the people said amen and amen. You may be seated. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> Y'all be making fun of me. That's okay. So, you know, I just be like, y'all forgive me because I'm a little country. I just be really excited to preach and today I'm going to try to preach and not scare y'all <laughs> is that okay y'all said scare me I'm gonna try not to y'all can I make y'all laugh real quick I'm not even joking my laptop just act like it don't know Jesus in this moment <laughs> and my sermon just left the page but guess what? That don't mean nothing to me. That don't mean nothing to me. Um, today, we're going to be talking from the topic of believe for more. Believe for more. How many of y'all want to believe for more? Because if you don't believe for more, all of this is cool. But what if God has something more? <laughs> we're, we're, don't get me wrong, YA, this is great. I love that we got to watch the video. We got to get teared up and all these crazy things. But what if there was something more that God had planned for this ministry, but beyond that, for your life? If God has something more for you, look at the Holy Ghost. Yes. God has something more for us. Okay, so there's some, there's some grown people in the, in the house and watching online. So there is this gospel album. It's, a gold, it's an old gospel album. And it, the album was called Escape. And the worship team that sang on the album was called Journey. And they sang a song called Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> the worship team, Journey, sang Don't Stop Believing. And they were like, you know, don't stop believing. 
hold on to that feeling. Y'all know y'all singing loud in the club, so don't act different now. No, I'm playing. So listen, the reason why they sang it so, why we sing it so loud all the time is because we actually are not trying to let go of what we're believing. Like, hey, I'm holding on to God's unchanging hand. Don't stop believing, because if I stop believing, then my faith will waver. My peace will waver. And when I, was, when I was writing this sermon, I was laughing. I was like, this is like the rawest form of faith. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Believing in the opposite of what I'm looking at currently. Believing in the opposite of saying, I know that I'm struggling here, but believing that God is going to touch my business, touch my wife, touch my husband, touch my marriage, touch everything. Don't stop believing. I'm going to believe for more. But believing for more takes faith. Believing for more takes faith. And if faith is not the foundation of your belief, then what are you standing on when life comes? Because if your foundation is on sinking sand, <laughs> if your foundation is on gravel and not stone, not a firm foundation, even the strongest winds can still get you off, can still get you, get you befuddled, can get, still get you all messed up. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of us. We are allowing life to dictate who God is to us instead of us dictating to life who God is. And in this time period, you know, we have to believe for more. Because believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of Man who died and raised from life for our sins is beautiful and powerful. But stopping there is not even scratching the surface. Stopping that salvation is not, even, is not even scratching the surface of what God has for you, for your family. So if you stop that salvation, I'm saved. But if you don't go further and find out about your gifts, your plan, what God has for you, then you are just scratching the surface of what God put you on earth for. Y'all hear me tonight? So if we're going to believe for more, I, I want us to, to write these down. I got a few points. If we're going to believe for more, write this point down. You're going to have to write the vision. You're going to have to. How many of y'all got visions for your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of y'all are looking for a vision for your life? You're like, Lord, what is my purpose in life? Guess what? The Lord's going to give it to you. But when he gives it to you, it's not strong enough to just stay up here. You have to put it on paper. You got to write the vision down. If y'all think that I just sat in the office and was like, you know what? I think we're going to go down and start a ministry at YSU and just thought it up and never wrote it anywhere so that it could be in my eye gate every day. That's not how that works. When you're looking for a husband, you got to write it down. <laughs> you got to write down the quality, saying he, not he got to be six foot five, but he got to be that tall in Jesus. He got to have that much in him. So that he's not a boy, he's a man, but not only a man, he's a man of God. Same thing, men. You got to do the same thing. If you want a wife, you got you to write it down. I want her to be a virtuous woman. I want her to be this. I want her to be that. I want her to love God so she can love me. And we, I love Christ first, and I love her second. I want a wife. You got to write these things down. You got to write the vision down. Let me prove it to you. If it isn't written, it ain't vision. It's just an idea. Antoine, I just got an idea. Let's go start a ministry at YSU. And then that's the last time you ever hear about it because it stayed up here. And because, just because I talk it out, and just because I, I, I tell everybody else, but 
I don't write it down for myself to see every day. Because writing it down is also accountability. <laughs> Pastor Dave has a full-blown schedule. If Pastor Dave don't write down a meeting on his calendar, it ain't happening. And I had to learn and pick that up. Because I'd just be like, oh yeah, I got a meeting with so-and-so. And then I'm late to every single meeting because I did not write it down. Because writing it down holds me accountable. Writing it down holds me accountable. Habakkuk says this, Habakkuk 2 and 2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tab tables. Another translation says tablets, that he may run that readeth it. Having the vision for your life and your family is not going to be enough if you are going to trust God for more. You got to write it down. You got to get up in the morning and write it down. You want your family to be saved, you got to get up in the morning and write it down. You want, you want your, your wife to come, you got to get up in the morning and write it down and pray over it. You have to write. Somebody say, write it down. Write it down. What is written in faith is walked out in faith. What's written in faith is walked out in faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So writing is belief, pretty much. So writing it down, say, I believe that, that, this, is, that this is what God wants me to do. But faith is walking it out. <laughs> Listen, writing is belief, but, 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 but walking is faith. And this is why believing for more is not ideal for the average Christian. Because you're going to have to walk it. It's easy to talk it. You know how we say, it, walk it like you talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Don't, don't, let me get my life together. Because the more you talk about it, the, that means the more you're not walking about it. The more you blabber it out to everybody, hey, y'all, I'm going to college, but we ain't seen you at class. We, you ain't got no tests like the rest of us. You and Kill Carly kicking it. Ain't, don't Daryl got a test? <laughs> no, bro, you know, I'm, you know I'm gonna get my degree. When? <laughs> when? When you gonna get it? We waiting on you. <laughs> I, I didn't graduated twice, and there's still some people sitting in Kilcally. I'm gonna leave that alone. Because believing for more requires you to walk. If you're gonna believe for God, for you to be the first one in your family to graduate from college, you have to walk it out. It's not just good enough to write it down. You have to walk it out. You gotta go to class. You gotta wake up early in the morning, even if you're not even a morning person. But because you wrote it down and you believe that God's gonna bring it to, to fruition, you have to get up every morning saying, this is the will of God. And because it's the will of God, because he put me in this place, I'm gonna wake up even if I'm tired, even if I'm angry, but I'm gonna get up because this is what God has for my life because what is written in faith has to be walked in faith. You got to walk it in faith. But don't just, and walking, walking can be waiting because <laughs> I know we don't like to wait. Walking can be a form of waiting. God says, I'm going to bless you. And you'd be like, when? You'd be like, I'll let you know. Stay tuned. God will be like, hey, your wife is on the way. You'll be like, where's she at? My, your husband's on the way. Where they at? Don't worry. You'll find out. Take a walk. And waiting is the one thing that hinders us from getting to the promise of God. Because we think that God puts every, we, we think God microwaves our blessings. <laughs> Pops it like popcorn. 
Oh, but if you want a real blessing from God, you're going to have to put it in the oven and let it sit for a little bit. Because when it's in that oven, it's burnt, it's getting together. Don't be afraid to wait. That's why some of us, can I keep it real? (laughs) That's why some of us have given people things that don't belong to them. We've given them our peace. We've given them our time. We've given them our body. We've given them everything because we could not wait. And because we could not wait, we are basically saying, God, I want what you have, but you move too slow. May not come out of your mouth, but with your actions. God, I want what you have for my life, but you must don't see me right now. Like, I need that now, God. If you needed it now, you would have got it now. (laughs) If if you would have needed it, needed it, needed it, you would have got it. And God is, is, is such an awesome God. Sometimes he'll give it to you, and then you don't even know what to do with it when you get it. You don't even know what to do with, you, do it with it when you get it. Somebody say, we're believing for more. If you're going to believe God for more, you're going to have to get out of the boat. You're going to have to get out of the boat. Matthew chapter 14, verse 25 and 30. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, calm down, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Peter, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came towards Jesus. This is how a lot of us miss the miracle because we don't want to get out of the safety of our small belief because it looks scary. Because it looks scary. They call Jesus a ghost. (laughs) Y'all don't see that ghost out there? Peter, you don't see this ghost? (laughs) And he's like, they were terrified. They were saying, "Uh uh-uh, everybody back up. Get on the boat. And Jesus is like, calm down. It's me. (laughs) And Peter does something that uh, all of us do. Well, Lord, if that's you, even though you just literally told me that's you, show me a sign that it's you. Like, call me out. (laughs) Lord, if this really your will, throw me a phone a friend, Lord. Let me know, because I heard you the first time, but I I don't know if I heard you right, Lord. (laughs) Lord, I know you want me to stay pure, but is you sure? (laughs) Lord, I know you want me to to break up with that person, but is you sure? Lord, I know you want me to to have faith and step out on faith and and, and forgive that person, but is you sure? You sure that's you, Lord? And the Lord was like, yeah. (laughs) You see, this is because we enjoy the safety of the boat instead of getting out and walking on the water. Because the water is scary. The, the, the water is a place, they're watching Jesus do something that is the total opposite of what physics and logic says, which is funny because it ain't like they didn't see Jesus heal people who couldn't walk, heal people who were blind, but this for some reason just scared them. And in that moment, they said, that's got to be a ghost, it can't be God. Sometimes we're like, that got to be the devil, that's not the Lord. <laughs> 
The Lord wouldn't want me to forgive them. That's the devil. <laughs> the Lord wouldn't want me to go pray for them. That's the devil. The Lord's not speaking to me to, to get rid of this. That's the devil. You might want to stop blaming the devil for all the stuff that God is asking you to do. <laughs> oh, I love when y'all get quiet. Y'all know I'm okay. <laughs> they listening. It's me. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. I love this about Jesus. He encouraged them in the middle of their fear. Take courage. It's me. What I found out in my life, when you're trying to get out of the boat, say get out of the boat. Not everybody's going to encourage you about getting out of the boat. It takes crazy faith to step out of the boat sometimes. It takes crazy faith to go start churches here and to go start churches there. Because not everybody who starts with you stays with you. And that's okay. You have to know that it don't matter who, who aborts the ship. As long as I'm in the will of God, it doesn't matter who's on the boat with me. I'm in the will of God. I'm protected. But it is so often that we fear getting out of the boat because we feel like God would not put us in danger. God, why would you put me in danger? I'm not putting you in danger. I'm asking you to step out on something that don't make sense. I'm asking you to step out on something that doesn't make sense. And not everybody is going to encourage you. But if you are going to believe for more, <laughs> you're going to have to fix your focus. You're going to have to fix your focus. You're going to have to fix your focus. Verse 30, check this out. But when he saw the wind, Peter, when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. When you are walking by faith, you have to fix your focus. It is not enough to just step out on faith. Stay with me. To, stay, to step out on faith, you have to walk by faith. Stepping out is the belief that, okay, that's Jesus. I, I consciously agree that that's him. He's telling me to come out. And in my own imagination, I was reading, I was like, the Bible never said that Peter asked to come and walk on the water. He stepped out out of the boat. So in my mind, I was like, I wonder if Peter was just thinking he was going to swim to Jesus. <laughs> I was like, Peter must have been like, I'm going to just swim to him. The step is the belief and the walk is faith. His, it did not turn into walking by faith until he put one step in front of the other. Just because you step out on something doesn't mean it's faith because you can easily just be like, no, the faith starts when you continue to walk on stuff that don't make sense. That's, that's, that's the faith, Antoine. When it doesn't make sense, and you say, okay, it doesn't make sense, but God said I'm going to do it, and where I think I'm going to swim, God is actually saying, no, 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 you're going to walk. And if you're going to walk, you have to walk by faith because stepping out is just belief. Stepping out is just belief, and you have to fix your focus on Jesus. When you fix your focus, you can walk on things that other people have drowned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you fix your faith, oh, oh, hear me. When you fix your focus and you look at Jesus, you can't be worried about who's on the left and who's on the right. Because when you're walking on something that other people have drowned in, you can get scared because you see people's failures. You see people's, uh, they didn't make it. And that's often what people, the enemy tries to do to us. He tries to put us around people who will tell us about the people who have drowned on those stuff that we are now walking on. We try, we're walking on it. 
It takes faith. It takes faith to walk on something that other people have drowned in. I, we have watched people go to college and not even graduate. And it takes faith to keep walking when your best friends fail and your uncle fail and your mother fail or nobody graduated from college and you don't even have an example to look at. It takes faith and you don't have time to look at who's looking, who's uh, failing over here and failed over there. You have to focus yourself on Jesus because Jesus is the one calling me out, not the people who drown in. Jesus is the one that's calling me out. You got to fix your foot. Ooh, sorry, 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 sorry. Ooh, my goodness, my goodness. Stop worrying about who drowned. We give too much energy to the people who have drowned. Can I preach it like I want to for a Y'all got some friends. We got some friends, some old friends that have drowned trying to do the same thing we're doing, trying to open up a business, trying to go to school, trying to start a ministry. And because they fail, we take on the mindset that, well, if it didn't work for them. And we negate the promise of God because we're believing the people who are floating in something that we're walking on. It takes faith, Caroline. It takes faith. You have to focus. You have to fix your focus. I don't know who I'm talking to, and I, I hope I just keep calm because there are some people in this room who are focusing on all the wrong things. God has called you to bigger and better. He's called you to step out on the waters and meet him there, and he's saying he's going to meet you there, but we are worried about the people who drown. I don't care if it's your mom. I don't care if it's your dad. You keep walking. You keep walking. If you got a belief, oh my goodness, can I preach it like I want to for like two seconds? Listen, I don't care who's been talking to you and lying to you that you can't do this and you can't do that. Baby, I know a God. I know a God who can do exceedingly and abundantly. Eyes haven't seen and ears have not heard. You can't tell me what my God can do. He may not have did it for you, but he, he told me he gonna do it because I'm walking by faith. Oh my goodness, Antoine, it took crazy faith. It took crazy faith to go down to YSU, to go down there and say, you know what? And it started off as an idea. We're going to do ministry at YSU, and we're going to try to find some people who can get in with us, and we're going to have ministry. We're going to have a full worship experience. We're not going to just go down there, open up our Bibles, talk for two seconds, and leave. And one of the things that happened was, while I was out there just walking on the water, I had some people who have drowned start talking to me. <laughs> yeah, man, that's cool. But like, we, we, it don't really work. <laughs> that stuff don't work, man. And I said, huh? Do you serve the same God that I... Because, because they had drowned in it, Lauren. Because they drowned in it, it has fully consumed them that their ministry was not good. Listen, if y'all, when we started, <laughs> I was preaching to the worship team. It was seven of us in there. <laughs> hot. It was hot, wasn't it? It was hot. And you know what I did? The Lord told me, this is going to take a minute, but I promise you it's on good ground. I said, okay, 
Well, Lord, how do you want to do it? And, and, and when God tells you to do something in crazy faith and step out on it, you don't do it halfway. You go all the way in. I said, well, let's go get some speakers, God. They a little rickety, but like they push out sound. Let's get our cord mics. Let's go get the, uh, the keyboard. Let's bring a full drum set. And we was in there tearing it up, shouting, hollering, all that stuff. I'm preaching my head off to five people for a whole semester. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm not even trying to sound like Michael Todd. That's just weird. <laughs> People will, walk, people will walk past the room and hear us proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even if they just dip their head in, they still heard a word. But if I was not consistent and said, nobody in here but the worship team, woe is me. Nobody want to come hear me speak because that's how a lot of people here feel. Nobody want to come hear me. Well, I wouldn't want to come hear you either because you're just talking based off of your strength. I want to hear what the Lord has to say. So, so we're, we're fixing our focus. I'm like, God, if we're going to do it, let's do it. We go from that to, the, to one semester, and we pushing 40 people every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night. Now check this. When you're walking on water and you see and the winds are coming, the wind's blowing, you do start to sink a little bit because you get nervous. So people were leaving campus and saying, oh, well, y'all do this and, and, you know, we'll, we'll separate. And, because, listen, when you fix your focus, can't nobody get rid of what God has for you. They may leave, but I'm staying because God taught me to plant my feet so he can grow me, so he can put me in his perfect will. So we stayed on campus. We're pushing 40 people, people coming in there, people getting delivered. I'm like, what is going on? Me and Laura are like, we got to pack up the, the, the kidnapping van. We got to put all the equipment in it. Y'all, the van ain't got window it got some windows but we packed it up we got we bought a welcome sign we was like put the welcome sign up we got people standing in front of it welcome come on in and do you know that God blessed us because we were found faithful yeah 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 not trying to be popular we were found doing exactly what God called us to do we were just like David if the Lord if Samuel anoints me and tells me I'm gonna be king of Israel and if I go back and do what I was doing it does not negate the fact that I'm still gonna be king of Israel the road is there for me to walk but I'm still anointed and when you have people who have drowned in what you are walking in you gotta fix your focus you gotta fix your focus it's easy to quit it's easy to quit it's easy to be like, man, we don't have enough numbers. We don't have enough this. Y'all, we was doing this without taking offerings. <laughs> oh, they don't want to hear that part. Yeah, we, not, we didn't need an offering. We have faith. <laughs> we have faith. We said we going down there and we rebuking anything that's not of God because while people are in their dorm rooms wondering if they should be on earth or not, why am I worried about an offering when I can just do what God called me to do? Oh my goodness. I'm called for this and you are called for this. Believe for more. Believe for more than what's in front of you. you got, if you want to believe for more, you just got to fix your focus. Say fix your focus. 
Fix your focus. Fix your focus. Stop worrying about the people who have drowned. Fix your focus on Jesus. And then COVID-19 came, and it could have been real easy to quit. Me and Pastor Dave in here recording sermons for three weeks out. I'm in here on Wednesday night with our team. My hair just growing, 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 nappy as can be because you couldn't get a haircut. But I remain faithful because my focus was on Jesus. My focus was on Jesus. Mona, when your focus is on Jesus and not worried about who's talking about your ministry, oh, they don't do this, they don't do that, they ain't got this, they ain't got that, well, guess what? I got the Holy Ghost. And as long as I got the Holy Spirit sitting on the inside, I'm not worried about what we don't have. I'm worried about like, well, what we have, we gonna use because all you have is all you need. All you have is all you need. All you have is all you need. You're looking for somebody to give you a handout. You're looking for somebody to say, just give me the money. Just give me the job. No, no, no. Work with what you got. If you got four people, start pouring into those four people so they can influence in some other four people. And the next four people, you are sitting in faithfulness right now. You're sitting in faithfulness right now. You're sitting in faithfulness. And what I want to tell y'all is, y'all, believe for more than that. That was awesome. But believe for more than that. Believe. Why worry about what you don't have? Why worry about God? You're not, you're, you're not providing. You're not this. You're not. But, but when you fix your focus on him, it does not matter what's on this side or this side. Oh, Jesus, help me preach it. Help me preach it. Fix your focus. Fix your focus. Some of y'all are in this room wondering, God, why did this happen to me? Why is this happening right now? But I promise you, if you fix your focus on Jesus, he will turn that entire thing around. He will step out of eternity into time and take care of you. I know you're hurting. I know it's rough right now. But I know a peace that passes all under understanding. A peace that passes all understanding. God, what, why is this happening? And Jesus is saying, fix your focus on me. I'm going to take care of you in the middle of it. I'm going to bless you in the middle of it. Even as the tears begin to fall down your face. Jesus is right there close enough to still grab you while you're walking on faith because believing that God still has you is faith when that loved one is gone, when that job is gone, when that stability is gone. To believe that God still has your best interests at heart is to have faith in him. Even without that love, even without that person, I still got faith because my faith has got me to this point but I'm believing for more so I can get to the next point. I'm trying to be strong for the next generation. There are people coming behind me. There are people coming beside me that need to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I came to tell somebody, I'm not worried about any devil in hell getting upset about telling people to focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Can I preach it like I'm at home real quick? Stand up on your feet real quick and give God 15 seconds of praise for keeping you, for keeping you, for keeping you. You could have lost your mind. You could have lost yourself. But Jesus said, since you focused on me, 
I'm going to keep you. I'm going to hold you in my unchanging hand. And where other people have drowned, you're going to walk. Where other people have failed, you're going to succeed because you fixed your focus on me. You weren't worried about the circumstance. I wasn't worried about who was saying that our ministry wasn't going to work at YSU. I pulled up every Wednesday night. I pulled up every Wednesday night like a gospel gangster ready for the devil. I said, I don't know what was in this room before YSU, YA got in here, but I know it's about to get eradicated because the spirit of the Lord is in this place. The spirit of the Lord is in this place. The spirit of the, the spirit of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear me what I say. You have the power that the same resurrection power running through your veins right now. I know you're worried about what's happening to you, but know that if it's happening to you, you can handle it because God does not put anything on you that you can't bear. I know it hurts and I know it stings, but God does not put things on you that you cannot handle. So if it's happening to you, thank God right now. He's saying, because he's saying, you got it, son. You got it, daughter. I got faith in you. I got faith in you. Somebody give them 10 seconds. Come on. Come on. Come on. Woo! I feel the Spirit of God. I feel the Spirit of God. Can you feel the Holy Spirit in this place? I'm not going to do ministry in a place scared of the bones that I'm surrounded around. Because I know a Jesus who will rattle them bones. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. We are coming for every generational curse underneath the sound of my voice. We are speaking against alcoholism. We're speaking against promiscuity. We're speaking against all of it right now in the name of Jesus. If I'm preaching to you, lift your hands and say hallelujah. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you let the devil fool you in this moment right now. Fix your focus on Jesus. Don't worry about how it looked in the past. Don't worry about how it may look tomorrow. Fix your focus right now on Jesus. Come on, lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. Fix your focus on him. Fix your focus. Fix your focus. Because it's out of focus right now. But fix your focus. Jesus did not put you on earth to leave you by yourself. He sent a comforter to see about you, to guide you. Woo! Everybody underneath the sound of my voice. There are some people in here who have lost some loved ones and they're wondering how they can operate without that person. Know that there is a God that is close enough to grab you when you feel like you're sinking. The Bible says in verse 31, after Peter had screamed, God help me, Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Some of us just need to know that Jesus is close enough to catch us. He's close enough to catch you. 
I know, ah, my God, I know it hurts. I know it's rough, but he's close enough to reach out his hand and grab you. There were times, Caroline, that I was like, God, are you even close enough that I could, if I fall, I can grab your hand? We were moving stuff in the snow, and I was like, God, how in the world are we going to be able to continue to do this? And you know what he said? He said, this is the kingdom. This is how the kingdom operates. If you're going to be a servant of God, you got to believe when believing ain't easy. You got to trust when trust is not easy. You got to believe for more than your current situation. You got to believe for more than death. You got to leave. You got to believe for life after death. You got to believe. Today, I, I didn't want to come give you something cute. I wanted to come give you like, this is cool where we're at right now. And I never imagined a million years that this is what YA would be. But since we here, let's believe for more. More than this. <laughs> Believing for more for me is saying, Lord, we want to fill every seat in this house. Not only that, but we want to go tear up some more campuses because if y'all think we're not going back to campus, I don't care if we have to start life groups. Grove City, YSU, Mount Union, Kent State. Vision. I'm believing God for more. I'm believing God that this ministry is going to be so impactful that we're going to have to take one Wednesday out of the month to travel and do worship on a campus. You got to believe for more. You got to believe for more. But that's my vision. Your vision may be believing for more, saying, God, I just want to get up in the morning and not be miserable. I want to believe for more. I want to get up and feel your presence surrounding me because all I feel is the presence of the enemy. I feel the presence and the weight of my past. I feel the presence of the weight of all the things happening around me. I want to believe for more. God, I want to believe that my entire family is going to be saved. Not just my uncle, not just my aunt. I want my niece, I want my grandmother, my grandfather. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. I'm believing for more, more than this. I don't know what you're believing for, but tonight we're going to agree on it. <laughs> because we got faith to believe for more. Do you got faith to believe for more tonight? Every head bowed. This is a moment. It's a moment. This is the time that you believe for more for that niece, that nephew, that son, that father, that mother. Believe for more. Believe. 
believe. Ooh, I feel faith rising even in this moment. Believe for more. Believe that you're going to have a healthy, healthy baby. Breathe, you're going to have a healthy delivery. Believe for more. Believe that your student loans are going to get paid off. Believe that that class is just going to come up paid. Believe that you're going to find your wife, your husband. Believe for more. Believe that God is going to get you through this moment that is feeling like it's the most painful moment in your life. But the Spirit of God is saying, believe me for more. So God, with our eyes closed and our heads bowed, we just want to pray. God, help us touch our unbelief. Touch our unbelief. God, give us the courage and the strength to believe for more. More than this. More than this sorrow. More than this depression. More than this anxiety. More than this loss. Help us believe for more. The God who sits on high is not too high that he cannot be touched by our sorrows, by our hurts. So God, I ask that you give strength to those who feel weak. I ask that you give courage to those who feel like they aren't strong. Right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for what you're doing in us. But oh my goodness, we are believing for more for what you're going to do through us. Thank you, God, for what you're doing right now. But we want to thank you for how you're going to use us as a testimony for people who are going through this same thing. We're going to be able to say, baby, I survived that because I have the love of Jesus in my life. I believed for more. So God, we thank you and we receive everything you have for us. Believing for more. If you're believing for more, give God a hand clap. Give him a shout. Last point. If you're going to believe for more, start with little faith. Start with a little bit. Look what Jesus says. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And then by reading, it, be, it can look like Jesus is telling Peter off. But you know what? Little faith allowed Peter to walk on water. Little faith. Imagine what big faith Peter could, he could have walked. He probably could have broke dance around Jesus if he wanted to. Your little faith is big to somebody else. That little faith that Peter had to walk on water, that's huge for me. That little faith that we had to go down to YSU and start a ministry not knowing what it was going to turn into, that's little faith, but it turned into something massive. Little faith to believe that your mom can be saved. <laughs> believe that your dad can be saved. Believe your brother, your sister can be saved. Can start out like this. 
But the more you work that faith, that thing will start growing and getting bigger and bigger. And then when you get around other people who got faith, it'll start growing and it'll start spreading. And next thing you know, you're not waiting on a pastor to lay hands on them. You laying hands on your mom. You're laying hands on your dad. You're putting anointing oil in each and every room because you started out with little faith. But it grew into big faith.